the patients that you have, the potential customers that you have, are there across YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, they're all there, right? If we can just leverage the way we talk to customers and not get afraid of the video camera, then Google and Facebook and YouTube and all these systems will do the work for us. If we have the tracking in place, if we have the content, short little videos, not as fancy as the setup that we've talked about, like if you're a professional podcaster, I'm talking about your cell phone, that's it. Yes. No videographer, no, no fancy technical whatever, right? Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast, where we guide natural health and wellness experts through the pitfalls of marketing. Each episode, you'll learn simple, effective, easily actionable, and heart-centered marketing strategies. And here's your host, Angus Pike. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, friends. Let me start by saying, strap yourself in. Our guest today, and a bonus guest, we'll get to that in a moment, has done over 730 professional speeches and counting. He's flown more than 5 million miles. He's responsible for driving leads and sales for clients like Golden State Warrior, Nike, and Rosetta Stone. And as impressive as all of that is, what moves me even more is his enormous mission to provide education at no cost to young adults to become certified digital marketers. I'm talking about one of my mentors and one of my online crushes, Dennis Yu. Dennis, welcome to the show. Pleasure, Angus. Good to see you again. It's nice to see you. And Jake also, we've had a kind of special drop-in guest at the last moment there too. So Jake, sorry for me not having as equally impressive kind of introduction for you as well, but Jake Campoli, welcome to the show also. Thank you. So guys, um, for our listeners that might not know of your backgrounds, can we take the first couple of moments to talk about perhaps your journey, what sort of brings you to, um, to here in the digital marketing world? So I'm a Chinese guy who didn't learn how to speak English until I was six. Right. And I was good at math, so I naturally became an engineer. And two decades ago, I built the analytics at Yahoo, which back then was the dominant search engine. You guys remember Yahoo before there was Google? Absolutely. We built the analytics for there, and I discovered that in being able to build large-scale systems where there was a lot of data, that people would do dumb things even though there was more data. And thus I started hiring kids out of Stanford and out of like Berkeley and out of just random colleges and taught them how to use data to be able to do things like optimize ad campaigns and be able to get more customers. And as search started to become more important, back then it was non-existent. If you wanted to buy an airline ticket, you went to a travel agent. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Now you have a phone and now like it's second nature, but back then, the internet was this thing that, you know, dial up where you only went on there once in a while and someone picked up the phone and it kicked you off the internet. But I started to train up a number of young adults that were like me and I'm not so young. And I thought there's a huge opportunity to help millions of small business owners that like, do you remember the days where your parents, they, they couldn't use the VCR because it was just too complicated, like setting up a home stereo system. So us as young adults, it's like, well, it's obvious. You just turn the, you know, plug this in the ear and there, and now we're going, right? And I feel like the same thing has happened for modern technology with social media, especially. And thus we have awesome people like Jake that just second nature understand social media and understand Google and understand YouTube and understand all these things that if you are a, chiropractor or naturopath or what have you that's just not second nature to you and thus the last 20 years I've been very fortunate in being able to build these training programs as you've seen over the years that's so cool Angus that you saw some of our original podcasts from years and years ago and now as an engineer who's wandered into local marketing our mission is to be able to help all these millions of local service businesses, plumbers, dentists, mortgage brokers, real estate agents, chiropractors, to be able to grow their business in just their area, five mile radius, whatever, seven kilometer radius. Mm. And at the same time, create jobs for really bright, amazing people like Jake. Like imagine you can bring both sides together. You can help these local businesses that don't know a thing about tag management and websites and all these things, they just want to serve their patients. But then you're creating jobs for this new breed of agency, if you will, 
mm-hmm. where they're able to help these micro businesses that they're not spending, like we said, $2,000 a month, but maybe a couple hundred dollars to implement some tracking, a few hundred dollars to set up some ads is really all they need. Mm. You've brought up some really interesting points there because it is, you know, for many practitioners now are starting to realize that if they're not in some way visible on um, social media, that they, they can very quickly become irrelevant. They start mm-hmm. to dive in and they start maybe engaging in other podcasts. It gets overwhelming really, yeah. really quickly. And so I hear this, the overwhelm tends to look like one of two things. Either I just, I, I don't have the time to be doing mm-hmm. this and nor can I, so I'm overwhelmed with time or I'm overwhelmed with technology. So if you happen, you know, I'm 45 years of age and for many people, yeah. my age, the thought of them even grabbing a phone and shooting a video, <laughs> and have, it just becomes, yeah. you know, yeah. overwhelming there as well. I wonder with the three of us today, if we could kind of map out a strategy that if we're talking to a practitioner, chiropractor, naturopath, dentist, mm-hmm. like how would we start? You know, let's, let's, let's go back to kind of basics, getting our, dipping our toes in the water. Where would we begin? Well, the first thing I'll tell you what not to do, and then Jay can tell you what to do, is don't think that the, the process of getting more customers, of doing marketing for your practice is a technology issue. You actually don't have, now you have people like Jake who can understand the technology and me as a programmer, but you don't really need that. And that's the the number one mistake that practitioners do is they think it's about buying software. They think it's about hiring these consultants who have a vested interest in trying to confuse you because they know that you don't understand this. They're going to charge you all this money for all these things you actually don't really need. So if you, if you just remove that and you have the starting point of saying, look, I am a chiropractor in Melbourne, for example, and this is what I do. Here's my services and here's customers that I have. And like you were a chiropractor 20 years ago, right, Angus? So if somebody came up to you and said, I have tennis elbow, what should I do? And I was meeting with you in the office. Would you have any issue being able to spend time with me and build a relationship and take me on as a patient? No, I mean, that's my bread and butter. We would chat. Yeah, that's what you already do. Yeah. Yes. So anyone listening here, that's something you already know how to do, right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to digital, when it comes to social media, when it comes to things that are on your phone, when it comes to all these other channels, all it is, is it's the same conversation with people. You're still meeting these other people. You're just through this other place. You're meeting them through Facebook. You're meeting them through LinkedIn. You're meeting them through email. You're meeting them through a text message. And if you understand that at the core you're still meeting these people, then everything gets reframed into how do I produce lightweight video content, which Jake will talk about in a moment. Mm -hmm. And then how do I set up advertising so that any knowledge that I have, anything that's about who I am as a person, anything about my practice, I can take those little pieces and then push it out there across these other channels. So the patients that you have, the potential customers that you have, are there across YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat. They're all there, right? I don't think anybody will disagree. You're 45, I'm 45 too, right? No one's going to disagree that they're there. So if we can just leverage the way we talk to customers and not get afraid of the video camera, then Google and Facebook and YouTube and all these systems will do the work for us. If we have the tracking in place, if we have the content, short little videos, not as fancy as the setup that we've talked about. Like if you're a professional podcaster, I'm talking about your cell phone. That's it. Yes. No videographer, no, no fancy technical, whatever, right? You have a Sony a7 III. You don't need to buy something as fancy as that. Yes. You just need videos on your cell phone. And then three, you run ads. You do those three things, you're going to beat all the other naturopaths in your town, all the other chiropractors and dentists in your town. Because if there's a bear chasing us, you only got to run faster than the other guy, right? <laughs> That's right. Just don't be last. I, yeah. I, I wondered this too. And my, when I'm often talking to people who are feeling a little overwhelmed, even with creating the videos, and maybe Jake can help okay. out with this in a moment too. Yeah. And they said, look, I'm scared of being on, on, on video. And yeah. I was like, look, how many times a week are you having a conversation with somebody about maybe some simple stretches they should do, what foods they should eat? Or should, and they're like, I, I'm doing that dozens of times. Yeah. Just do the same thing. Pretend you're talking to that person 
and mm-hmm. just to have the camera in front of you. Is that the kind of content, Jake, that we should be creating? Is that the kind of content that might be helpful with our marketing? Yeah, definitely. It's just like, like you said, stuff that would you talk about anyways, like the stuff that comes up the most, like those conversations, just imagine instead of a person, you're talking to a camera and then those are the perfect things to post on your page or website. And, and then when it comes to like remarketing and you have a, this, a page for whatever that topic is, then you can remarket that exact video to the people who visited that page. Mm. So we're beginning with this. So first of all, we're, we're going to be using just our mobile device, which mm-hmm. to be honest, probably shoots better footage than, you know, my first nice camera I bought mm-hmm. was a Canon 5D. And, you know, oh, yeah. the, the 4K I get on here probably in many ways is as good as what I used to get on that. And that was an expensive right. camera. So we can get great footage. So we're, we, we're using our mobile device. Um, mm-hmm. And then, Jake, how long should our videos be? And... Uh, what kind of production value do they need to be? Uh, the phone, phone is fine. It doesn't need to be, it's not as big of a deal. Like it doesn't have to look professional, you know? I mean, the phone has a good enough camera that will look as professional needs to be. Uh, you want it to be about a minute, but I mean, Dennis and I have sat down and done like 15 minutes at once. And then that's something we can just cut up into a bunch of little videos for later. Great. So if it's a, so again, so 60 seconds is uh, long enough or is that, should it be shorter? Is there a sweet spot in there? What, what are your thoughts with that? Uh, the sweet spot that I've heard a lot is 60 seconds. Uh, maybe Dennis, what do you think? 60 seconds is a great piece. Now, mm. some people will argue like with, you know, Snapchat, the 10 second swipe up and some people talk about three second stories and you'll hear all these people argue about mm. what the right length is, but to Jake's point, you're never going to go wrong with the one minute video. Why? Because one, and we'll, and in just a moment, we'll talk about what you're going to put in your one minute videos. Cause the most common question is yes, but what do I make a video on and all that? But let's just talk about the building block first hmm. in one minute. You can tell one story. You can share one point. You can give one piece of advice. You can, you know, give one kind of encouraging piece of news. You can tell one thing, right? The beauty of one minute is it forces you to talk about one thing. The trouble with, you know, webinars or what have you is that, you know, in 30 minutes, you might cover 20 different topics. And if you haven't earned the trust of that potential customer, then they're not going to give you 30 minutes of time. Mm. But if you, you know, let's say you're at the grocery store and you run into somebody who's a friend of a friend and like, oh yeah, you're the chiropractor for my friend so-and-so. I just had this one quick question. As you guys are both standing in line at the checkout, that's your one minute. Or coming out of the elevator, you, you meet somebody and you just happen to have a conversation. That's your one minute, right? You can't go into, you can't stop somebody for 30 minutes who's a stranger and go on and on. You have one minute. So what are you going to talk about in your one minute so that people will know, like, and trust you? So if they have a question about tennis elbow or the back or their car accidents or how to eat or, you know, the migraine headaches or whatever it is, like, can you, can you map out the things that you know something about? and make a one minute video against each one of these things without, they see the temptation is they're gonna to wanna to try to talk about all this other stuff, but you have to feed very pure ingredients into the system. And if you do that, Google, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat, email, whatever, all these systems work to your advantage if you can feed in these, these ingredients and keep them pure. Mm-hmm. So, so Angus, if I were to walk into your kitchen, and I open up the spice cabinet, what would I see? Well, my wife is a stunning cook. So you would see an impressive spice cabinet in there, but there would be um, everything from cardamom to ginger to paprika to you kind of name it in there, but spices, lots of them too. And I'm, you know, I'm a decent cook too. We all like to eat. We're going to, we're going to have some barbecue after this, which by the (laughs) way, the more, the more food analogies you hear from me, it's like a Geiger counter. It means the closer we are to eating. Okay, good. Let's just say, let's say that, you know, your wife is cooking. Yes. And she's making something amazing. Uh, Name a dish that she makes. She makes an amazing butter chicken. Butter chicken. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I I love Indian food. I like chicken tikka masala. Butter chicken's fantastic. Yes. And there's different spices that you do, especially Mm -hmm. with with Indian spices. And let's say that while she's cooking, I went into her spice cabinet. And I grabbed some paprika and some salt and some pepper and some garlic and some parsley and other spices. And I took all the spices she had and I said, you know what? This is, 
instead of having all the spices that are separated out, I'm going to take all her spices and dump them into one big pot. And now I'll, I'll tell her, look, you never have to, it's such a pain in the butt. You have to use all these different spices and, and cooking. Now you can just, you can just grab a handful from this one big pot. Anytime you're cooking, just grab from this one big pot. I've dumped all your spices together. Mm -hmm. I, I've done her a big favor by my, making her, her uh, cooking simpler, haven't I? Well, if, as long as that's what we want to make for that one, for sometimes some foods need, you know, a little more parsley, a little less salt. So yeah. the analogy works great for joining them all together for if it's that particular dish. So sometimes a mixed spice is great, but sometimes I'm talking about all the spices in her cabinet. I'm going to put yeah, them no, away. not good at all, Dennis. That oh. wouldn't work. Huh? It won't work. Okay. Well, then why why would that work in digital marketing? Why do people do that in digital marketing? Yeah. Why don't they separate out those ingredients? You know what happens, Angus? And Jake and I see this all day long. We'll see a chiropractor or a naturopath or what have you get the idea that they need to go live all the time or get the idea that they have the podcast or get the idea that they have to do like whatever. And what they're doing is completely random. There's no rhyme or reason. They're just taking random ingredients for, you know, cooking them at a random temperature at a random amount of time. And what are you going to get? Yeah, a random outcome. And then they blame Google and Facebook and YouTube and whatever. They blame whoever built their website. They blame these other people because they don't even have a strategy. So what you have to do is separate out those particular ingredients. And so when your wife is cooking butter chicken, there's many spices that she's not using. There's many kinds of meat that she's not using. There's many vegetables that she's not and, and many grains that she's not using. And so we're going to intentionally use different spices at different times based, just like if you are a, you're a surgeon and there's different kinds of surgeries you could perform, you're not going to do a heart lung transplant for somebody who needs a knee replacement surgery, right? That would just not make any sense. You're gonna have the right combination, the right treatment based on the right diagnosis. And so if you're a, if you're a practitioner, you already know that. You know that you go from collecting the vitals and from there having a diagnosis and from there implementing a treatment plan. And what is it, what's the phrase treatment before diagnosis is malpractice. Have you heard that? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and you guys all know that. Yes. So why would you do that? Why would you, for your digital marketing, why would you just do the, do the same thing that everyone else is doing? Why wouldn't you wanna do a little diagnosis to see what's going on in your practice and then figure out what's right for your practice? It's gonna be a different treatment, a different diagnosis and a different treatment plan for everybody, right? You can't just say, take two sugar pills and call me in the morning, right? Mm. The, the challenge in many cases, Dennis, so if we were going to look at a, doing a diagnosis and running perhaps an exam and taking a history on our practice, yeah. what, like what questions do we ask? What information are we looking for? And then how do we bring that together that says, right, here's where we are, here's mm -hmm. therefore where we need to move forward. What, what's important yeah. to ask? So two things, and then Jake can go into detail on them. First, we need your goals, content, and targeting. That's your strategy. So write that down. You need your goals, content, and targeting. So and goals, content, and strategy? Targeting. 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 Yeah. Yep. And the combination of goals, content, and targeting, those special ingredients, remember we talked about the ingredients? The combination of those ingredients is your strategy, right? The strategy is the meal. The goals, content, and targeting are the ingredients. Okay. We need to know what your ingredients are. Otherwise we can't make the right meal. Okay. So that's one. We'll talk about that in a second. And then number two, once we have these ingredients, we need to be able to measure everything appropriately. And that's called your digital plumbing. So we need to be able to see what's going on. We need to see what's working or not. We need, we need to take a, an x-ray. I know I'm mixing analogies here, no. but we need to be able to, to take an x-ray to draw some blood, to take your blood pressure, and that's all the tracking, that's targeting, that's pixels, that's all this technical stuff that someone like Jake knows how to do. Got it. Can right. we come up with some, you know, goals, targeting, uh, goals, content, and targeting? So if my, one of yeah. our listeners of their goals was, look, you know what, I, I would like to have um, an extra five new patients per week. Uh -huh. that, that's my goal. And in yeah. terms of my content is I feel confident that I can create some videos. I can create yeah. some 60 second videos and I yeah. feel good that I could probably create two or three of those a week. Yeah. Um, and then their targeting um, is that where we might say, you know, look, my target is kind of that 10 kilometer, that six mile radius through there right. too. 
And then I'll yeah. retarget those people that watch my videos that visit my page or go. Exactly. And retargeting yes. comes off of your plumbing because if you have the tracking, yes, you can retarget against people who've been to your website. You can retarget against existing patients. You can retarget against anyone who lives with a six mile radius, 10 kilometers. You can target anyone who's watched one of your videos for 15 seconds. So that's where digital plumbing comes in. So yes. if you have goals, content and targeting and you're making one minute videos, and we, we'll later talk about what are the one minute videos that you'll make, but you're making these videos and people are engaging with you. If someone has watched one of your videos, Angus, then what's the next video that they should watch? Can you feed that into the system? If you separate it out, those individual ingredients, you can let Google and Facebook and YouTube figure out what the next, let's say you've made a hundred of these over time. Let's make, you know, like you said, you make two or three videos a week. And now all of a sudden after six months, you've got what? 50 or hundred videos, mm. little 15 second, 60. It's not a lot of work. Just, you know, a bunch of little videos, very easy to do off your phone. Now the system has, has a whole spice cabinet or walk in freezer, if you will, of all these ingredients and the system will figure out what's the next thing to show them. Mm. And the more things you have, the more options the system can work with. Right? Like, do you watch Netflix for example? Or you have a favorite show on HBO? Yes, I do watch pleasure? Netflix. And my, my, one of my dearest friends, Martin, at the moment has got me obsessed with watching Shameless. So Shame. um, I'm, I'm watching a lot of Shameless at the moment, yes. And you're shameless about Shameless. <laughs> yes. so, so when you're watching Shameless, when you log into Netflix and it says, oh, continue watching season two, episode three or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, the, but then Angus and anyone here who's watching, you know, when you go there, it says, oh, but here's some other things you might also like. Yes. If you watch Shameless, here's two or three other shows you might also like. Yep. So what is it that, that Netflix is using to determine what recommendations to give you? Yeah, I guess inside of that, that, that Shameless is obviously categorized as a, a drama and there are other factors about it. It says Angus clearly likes watching these kinds of shows. Let's okay. show him more of those. So more of the things that he's already raised his hands to said that he likes watching. And do you now rely more upon Netflix's recommendations than you having to hunt through all the other kinds of drama that's there? They're pretty good, aren't they? It, They're amazing. Yes. It's like yeah. they know you. Huh? How about Amazon? You bought something on Amazon recently? I buy things on Amazon most weeks, Dennis. Yes. Yeah. So do I. And so when you buy something on Amazon, do you ever notice it says, oh, well, people who bought this one thing also buy this one. Oh, yeah, I should buy that too. That's really good, right? Yeah. And then you find yourself buying more things. Does that, ha does that happen to you? Yeah. Their book recommendations for me now, to be honest, are incredibly impressive. So yes. um, I, 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 it's, it's where probably you know, 30% of the books I buy are just from Amazon recommendations as opposed uh -huh. to friends, podcasts, those kind of things. So would you agree that Amazon and Netflix are very smart and making recommendations? Uh, yes, absolutely. Now, what if I told you that the algorithm that drives advertising on Google and Facebook and YouTube and Amazon and whatever is the same algorithm that drives all these other recommendation services? What if I told you it was the same algorithm that governs the Facebook newsfeed. So when you're scrolling through the newsfeed and it's showing you different pieces of content, mm. what if I told you that was the same algorithm? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Yeah. You know what that algorithm's called? No. It's called a collaborative filter. Right. It's a reverse Bayesian filter for our, us math people. You can go <laughs> Google it and, and see that I'm not making this up. And the, the reason, so you might think like, well, I'm a chiropractor, I'm a naturopath. Why am I having to mess around with algorithm stuff on reverse Bayesian filters, right? Let me tell you why. So when you are watching YouTube, for example, you ever like watch a YouTube video and pretty soon like two hours have gone by and now you've seen yeah. like 10 videos? Okay. We've, we've all been down the YouTube okay. rabbit hole at some stage, okay. many of us multiple times. So would you agree that YouTube is pretty good as your crack dealer at making recommendations? Uh, yes, phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. So what if you could have YouTube and Google and Facebook and all that do the work. So they're so smart. They do the work for you. And if you feed them those individual ingredients and you have the system figure out what's the next thing to show that prospective customer, don't you think they could do a better job than you trying to decide what the next recommendation is for a potential customer? Or would you rather have them make the recommendation for you? 
Oh, I, I'm certain, particularly me as, you know, local Joe chiropractor, that I have a lot more faith in, you know, the algorithms, you know, Facebook, YouTube, yeah. knowing what to show my audience than me, absolutely. So the algorithm is getting more and more intelligent, almost like a scary movie where, you know, like the robots take over the world. You see any of those movies where like the robot, you know, the Black Mirror, yes. Westworld, right? Like, yeah. And because the robots are getting smarter and technology is increasingly necessary for us because there's just more data than we can possibly consume. The amount of attention that we have is finite. The number of days we, number of hours we have in a day is finite, but the amount of information keeps growing exponentially. Yeah. So the more there's a difference between those two, the more reliant we are upon the algorithm. Do you see where I'm going here? Yeah, absolutely. Because of that, us as Kairos, and dentists and orthodontists and naturopaths and you know physical therapists if we can give the machine what it wants which is a bunch of one minute videos that we stack into three layers of why how and what yes if we can feed those ingredients into the machine and we have to feed the ingredients the right way then the system is going to run the advertising for us and the recommendation engine the same one that powers Amazon and Netflix and YouTube and WhatsApp and Uber, like all of these are the same algorithm. That, that algorithm is a filter. What a filter does is say, when there's more things than you could possibly consume, more information, more TV shows, more products than you could ever possibly look at, I'm, I'm dependent upon a filter to try to make sense of the world for me. So if I'm scrolling through Instagram, there's more content being created every minute than I could consume in an entire lifetime, right? Yes. You know that's true. No one's going to argue that's true. Mm. The, number of con the, the number of minutes of new video being created on YouTube every minute is more than I could consume in a lifetime. So I, even if I watch TV 24 hours a day, I could not watch every single show that's ever made whatever, right? We know this is true. So we are dependent upon a filter, right? The filter is the algorithm. If we feed the algorithm the right ingredients, the algorithm will find my customers for me. Then the algorithm will show the most appropriate piece of content to my potential customer on whatever the channel is. And when someone connects with me, maybe because we're also 45 years old and we play tennis and we have two kids and we have like whatever, the algorithm knows. Right? I don't have to do any of the kind of targeting. It used to be 10 years ago, I had to, the algorithm is so dumb, I had to force it to try, I had to set up all these complex targets and override the fact that it was dumb. Mm -hmm. Now the algorithm is so smart. Like you said, Angus, when I'm setting up my ads, I'm not even doing anything more than geotargeting. Yeah, yes. but, I, I, but I serve people who are 35 plus, they're female, and yes, I know you do, but we're gonna let the algorithm go ahead and figure that out for us. And we're gonna build our campaigns in such a way that we're leveraging the algorithm being smart and our focus is gonna be on the content and making sure we're feeding the algorithm. We're feeding the algorithm our short little videos and we're also setting up our tracking, which Jake does, it's called digital plumbing, so that we're feeding the algorithm the data so, this, the, so that it can optimize to driving more calls, driving more patients that walk into our office, driving more people that fill out a form, right? Could we... Um dive into the dirt and talk about some examples of some why, how, and what videos, what some of those spices are that we want to kind of throw into the recipe, so to speak. Yeah. It's not just the spices, but it's the meat, it's the vegetables, it's yes. the carbs, it's all the stuff that you need to be able to make a meal. I know spices are great because it's a fun one to start with, but you <laughs> I'm know, stuck with that analogy. I've taken lamb. it too far. Yeah. Tofu. I mean, whatever it is, right? Yeah. So let's think about, <clears throat> you want to talk about why, how, and what? Sure. So your why is uh, like what, what your business like stands for. Mm -hmm. uh, and then what were the why, what, and <laughs> see, you, you get, you remember like in, in, in grade school when you had to write papers yes. that they said you had to do like why, where, how, what, when, who, it all starts to blend together. You remember that? Yes. Yes. Well, think about it this way. The, the best way to be able to remember this on why, how, and what mm -hmm. is to think about, three stages of deepening a relationship, mm -hmm. okay? So you and your wife, uh, 
when did you first meet? How did you guys first meet? Um, well, she's a chiropractor also. So we kind of met at a professional conference. Okay, so you met at a professional conference. And when you first met her, did you propose? No, I waited half an hour beforehand. I needed to pin her down. I gave myself 30 minutes to kind of, no, it was much to her horror. It was a number of years afterwards, but I eventually got there. Okay. So you had to first meet her at that professional conference. Yes. Then you had to date her for a while. Yes. And go steady and get to know that she wasn't crazy and you weren't crazy. Yes. And then eventually you proposed and you've been married for how long now? We've been, well, we've actually only been married for almost 18 months. 18 months. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And, but over the course of years, you built that relationship. Yeah, we've been together right. for nearly nine years now, yes. Nine years. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's not going to take you nine years to get a new patient, you know, if you're a Cairo, but you're going to go through these different stages, which is you get a sense of who they are, whether you have shared values, which is what Jake says on the why. Yes. You're going to get a sense of their expertise. So you know that it's someone that you could probably trust because they know what they're talking about because you see them with other people that are credible, friends of yours maybe, like word of mouth, you see the reviews, something like that, shows mm -hmm. you're legit. And then the what is, now I need a chiropractor because I got in a car accident, mm -hmm. or I have this particular kind of pain, or there's some kind of need, and I go to Google, and I do a search. And then of all the chiropractors that show up in the Google search, because you know, if you do a search for a chiropractor in your town, there's gonna be a lot of chiropractors, aren't there? Yeah, there are, yep. Yeah. So then I want them, to call me. I don't want them to call the, the 10 other, 20 other chiropractors in town. So what's going to cause that person who does that Google search, they pull up their phone and they, they do a search here. What's going to cause them to choose me versus the other chiropractors? Well, I guess that if they've had a previous relationship with me somehow, maybe they've watched some of my videos online, there's some kind yeah. of connection through there. Yeah, so I, exactly. I want to see if I can kind of show up for them again. Um, I yeah. can continue to build that relationship. So, you know, I want to take that relationship from the social media platforms now over onto a Google search platform. Yep. So the, the, the choice that the consumer makes is going to be one of familiarity. They're going to choose the one who they've seen before, even if the other Kairos have more reviews and have been in business longer and have a nicer looking website and all that. Doesn't that seem kind of counterintuitive or illogical? Yeah, I guess so. I, I'm, I often refer to it as that. I think in psychology, they kind of call it the mere exposure effect that we yeah. just tend to like people that we've been exposed to more. That's right. um, so, I, you know, it kind of makes sense to me to some extent, um, you know, from that point of view. So let me tell you something that almost all local service businesses, which include chiropractors, naturopaths, anyone who is, is selling through a relationship instead of, instead of selling a product like at Walmart or Costco, but we're all in, in relationship businesses, yeah? Let me tell you the most common mistake they make in their video marketing, mm -hmm. and then I'll tell you why. Because I don't want you guys to, like, if you're already here up through this point, then please don't screw it up by missing this one thing. People trip, I see, you ever like, you know, you're on the sidewalk and there's a thing there, and then people are walking by and are like, don't trip there. Every time I walk, someone walks, watch people walk by, they trip on that one thing. Like, watch, there's a bump right there. The sidewalk's like this because of the route, you know? So here's the thing. What Jake said, at the top of your funnel, you're starting with why. So why is talking about something you admire about your wife, talking about how you like the butter chicken that she makes, talking about how you've got a professional camera, talking about um, something that you know you like to play golf talking and and what does that have to do with your practice what does butter chicken have anything to do with your practice um I, 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 nothing I, yeah I'm nothing so then so people will say so when we tell people to make why videos talking about where they grew up talking about their parents talking about their favorite food talking about the park that they bring their dog to talking about just little pieces of their personal life the first question is, well, I, that doesn't help me with my business. Oh, you could not be more wrong. And the question is, why is that? Why is that so important? I, I, see, I've, I've thought about this at length too because I'm aware, and I come back to one of my favorite books is Simon Sinek's Start With Why. Starting with Why, that's right. Yeah, and I understand that probably what it, it's, it's helping you 
you're buying me when you're coming to see me as a chiropractor as much as you're buying chiropractic you're buying me you want to make sure that there's a relationship there and i think you wanted to see who i am and rather than me showing you a series of exercises by me reflecting to you who i am as a human being here's what's important to me here's what's valuable to me and we're building a relationship that way there so I, yeah. I think that's the logic and the conversation that's gone on inside my head there, Dennis. Yes. Am, I, am I close? Exactly. You're right on. And it goes back to the beginning of our conversation where people think it's a technology issue. If you're meeting someone face-to-face in the office, you're going to have some niceties. You're going to be polite. Oh, where are you from? Where do you go to school? What's your favorite sports team? You're going to try to build that rapport. And some people will call it no like, and trust. Mm-hmm. Yes. And thus, if a consumer is at the point where they're on Google and they're looking for someone because they have their knee is hurting or something like this, they're going to want to do business with the person that they feel like has shared values that has a common background, even though that has nothing to do, you know, they have their favorite rugby team, what, even though that has nothing to do with how well they can crack your back or how well their medical knowledge is or anything like that. Right. Or where they became a doctor of chiropractic. It has nothing to do with that. People buy from people. Like you said, Simon Sinek, start with why. They ba- it's based on that relationship. So if you can merely build that initial awareness, which you call it exposure, there's another parallel concept in psychology that's called proximity. Mm-hmm. And proximity is pe- people will, will make decisions based on proximity. So Whoever you went to school with, you're more likely, you know, if you sat next to them in English class, you're more likely to marry them. Whoever was in the same dormitory, you're more likely to play tennis with them. You, you met your wife at a, at a conference, right? People that you're in proximity with, you're more likely to do business with. So if you're just, if you merely get that exposure and you become well-known in your city, maybe you're in Canberra or the Gold Coast or, or Los Angeles, wherever, by someone merely seeing you, even if they see you out at the pool or in the jacuzzi, which has nothing to do with anything, the mere fact that they have seen you before and the fact that memory is reconstructive, people don't remember it was an ad. People just remember they saw your face somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. They're more likely to choose you. So when they see that list of Kairos, they're going to choose the one, and it's completely irrational, but it's been proven true in the last 20 years. They're going to choose the one that they have seen before even if it's lower rating, even if it's whatever. So when people are driving down the road and you know, they, they need to refill their gas or they need to eat some food, right? And they see like five or six restaurants and there's one that's a chain that they, they've seen the name of before. Are they gonna go to the chain or are they gonna go to the one where, I've never heard of that restaurant before. No, no, we're, we're always gonna pick familiarity. That's what people do. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build that familiarity and intentionally doing things that do not look like ads at the top of the funnel, right? So Jake talked about why, how, and what. The why is moments of your life, short little 15 seconds, 60 second snippets that reveal who you are as a family man, as a trustworthy person, as a sports fan, as like whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be production value. It's in fact, the more cell phone-ish it is, the better it's going to be. And if you're not good on camera, even better, right? Because then it doesn't look like an ad. Yeah, I think there's this real shift towards uh, an increase in authenticity. You know, when video first came out, we had fancy backgrounds, we had all that kind of stuff there too, but we realized that that might not necessarily be who that person is. That very Mm -hmm. real, uh, sometimes stammered type sort of words, selfie video there, the authenticity is is through the roof. Dennis, I've, I've... I've got a question about the why video. With the why video, am I trying to link that to a value that's, am I, am I trying to create a, a, a conclusion out of that video or just, you know, when I was 17, I fell off my bike and I realized how important, you know, that kind of journey there. Do I need to bring it to a climax that says, and that's when I started to really understand why health yep. was important. That was what drove yep. me to become a chiropractor. Yeah, so that, that kind of story that has a deeper meaning and an, an extrapolated mission or bigger story is a special kind of why video. It's called the signature story. Mm-hmm. And a signature story, you can have more than one, but usually there's just two or three because of a dramatic childhood moment, because when you fell off your bike and you got injured and that's how you became a chiropractor or how you met your wife or something that, you know, when your 
when your mom died and you know, this is something she told you, like something that's meaningful. Mm. That's a signature story. And you can tell that story in 40 seconds. Yes. Loading it with the emotion. Yeah. Then 15 seconds saying, because of this, I believe that life is short and we got to make the most of it. I believe that health is something that, you know, I believe that there's some kind of belief statement yes. for 15 seconds. And then five seconds is I'm Angus and I'm a chiropractor and I'm here to serve you and help you be healthy too. Right. And that's it. Five seconds, 40 seconds, 15 seconds, five seconds. Yep. That's one minute. Right. So that's a signature story. That's the most powerful kind of why video. But are you going to be filming a signature story every day? No. no, no. So then what are the other kinds of why videos that you can make every day? So could a why video just be, you know, after this, uh, I'm actually going to have a family workout. So my wife yeah. and I and two kids, we have a personal trainer come to home and all four of us kind of have a workout together there during these. Yeah. Times. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's four or five different kinds of why videos you can make out of this. You yes. can make a gratitude why video. Gratitude is I'm so happy that the four of us are able to work out and we have our personal trainer. What's your personal trainer's name? It's Jim. Jim. I'm so glad that Jim's coming over and, and that we're able to work out. So that's just your, your quick little gratitude. And maybe it takes you 20 seconds or 30, 30 seconds, right? It doesn't have to go for a whole minute, but you can also make a how video. So you could, you could say, hey, Jim, tell us how do you do the kettlebell swing? Tell us why are we doing lunges or burpees in this way? Tell us like what today's workout is and why we're doing or how we do this motion in the right way so we don't get injured. Can you, can you just explain, Jim, how to do that? Right? And so you go like this and you say, I'm here with my friend Jim. He's a personal trainer and he's going to show us how to do a jumping jack. And then I just, I'm going like this with Jim, right? And that's a one minute how video. Yes. A how videos, you're sharing how to do something. You're sharing your knowledge. And that how doesn't have to tie directly to being a chiropractor. It can tie to the, your wife. You can say, my wife is the best. She makes this amazing butter chicken. Show everyone what it is and, and how you're able to make it. Is it because of the cream that you use? Is it the chicken? Is it the curry sauce you have? Is it the spices? Like, help everyone understand how you do it. And then she starts explaining how she does it. She explains the recipe. She says, oh, I follow Jamie Oliver because Jamie Oliver loves Indian food. I don't know, whatever it is, right? Mm. And she's sharing the how, right? So there's many different ways that, that you, could, you could make just snippets of your life where you're sharing a why, which usually goes back to a value that you have or some kind of moment such as I could say, when I was at the grocery store, yes, I was at Costco yesterday and I went down the paper aisle and I saw they were out of toilet paper. And I remember, I, I thought, wow, you know, coronavirus, last I checked, attacks the lungs, not the anus. <laughs> Yet, this tells me that it's a sign of fear. And the biggest thing we have to fear is, the, is, is how people are reacting and how people are shut in at home and they're afraid and how important it is to still be able to connect with people. I'm Dennis Yu and I believe that we can all still connect with, with each other no matter what kind of craziness is going on, right? There's many ways that you can tie it to a bigger thing. Just an observation that you then tie to maybe some, some mission that reflects who you are as a person with empathy. Yes. As a person who likes to eat Indian food, as a person who likes to go work out because you believe it's important to keep your immune system going because so, you want to drink two bottles of water per day or like whatever it is, right? Got it. So the how video doesn't necessarily have to be me showing uh, my skills as a practitioner. Uh, you know, I could be sharing Jim's skills as a personal yeah. trainer. I'm adding value to my audience. I'm showing personality. So in essence, this podcast I, I, I'm, right now, right? Angus, this podcast right now is a giant how. Yes. We can take this podcast and chop it into how many hows do you think we can chop it into? Oh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. We, we've actually made lots of one minute videos. Yes. And this will be broken down into is exactly what we do. Yeah. You know, and part of my marketing strategy afterwards is to break this down into smaller consumable bits of information. We're I telling think what, stories I think it's in, in one minute snippets because we know intentionally that that's what you're going to do. Yes. Well done. It's, and it's, I, I find myself going back to that one minute and I, you know, I'd encourage our audience to think about when they're flicking through the social media pipelines and uh -huh. they see a video. One of the first things I see that I'm doing is looking how long it is. And yeah. 
you know, if it happens to be five or six minutes and I've never heard of this person before, we just haven't earned the right to ask That's for right. five or six minutes. That's but right. If, if I'm watching one of your videos, Dennis, and I look through and it's 15 minutes because I've known you, well, maybe it was mm. five or six years ago that I first, and you've shown me so much value over the years, I will absolutely sit down and watch that and, and longer. But it's taken those steps yeah. to build for, you know, beforehand. So... What's an example yep. of, of a what video? A what is anytime there's a call to action. Hmm. So this is something that all of us naturally understand, but for some reason we're afraid to sell. If people have already followed down your journey from why to how to what, they already have seen your stuff before, they hmm. already know, like, and trust you, then you can absolutely say, I'm Angus, I'm a chiropractor, this is my number, call me if you have any kinds of questions. Or to book a consultation, fill out the form here on my website and one of our staff will get back to you. Or, hey, here's this really cool device that I have in the office. Let me tell you a little bit about it. If you have any questions about it, you know, hit the message button below or reach out to me or come visit us. We're located right across from the McDonald's over in the shopping center, right? Come in. We're open from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every single day. I'd love to see you, right? Or another way to say it is called the XYZ method. Mm -hmm. So the XYZ method is I help X achieve Y via Z. So there's many ways that you can do X, Y, and Z. So I could say I help young adults like Jake become certified digital marketers through the training and implementation programs that we offer. I help moms in Canberra, Australia lead happier, healthier lives through my chiropractic practice. I help X achieve Y through Z. Can you do that? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So it could be just as simple practice. as, you know, yeah, it's great. You know, I, I help men with headaches uh, in Port Melbourne through gentle chiropractic care. How long did that take to say that? It's got to be less than five seconds. That's right. So you say that and there's many different variations of your X, Y, and Z that you can do. Yes. But be comfortable being able to do that. Some people call this XYZ method an elevator pitch. Have you heard that before? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing. Yep. Yeah. And then to make it 15 seconds. So it was five seconds to say the X, Y, and Z. Then after you give your X, Y, and Z, not before, you say, I'm Angus. I'm a chiropractor. This is where we are. Contact me at this number. Now you're at 15 seconds. Okay. Yeah. But people mess up because they start by saying, they start their commercials, they start their videos, they start their web pages by putting their contact information and who they are first. And you have to earn the trust of who they are. You, you, need to, you need to do this other stuff. And at the end is when you give people the contact information or the form or click on the link below or something like that. Yeah, I, I totally get it. It makes sense to me when I was reading through some of your work recently. In essence, if they really want to know who I am, they're on my, my Instagram handle is just up above there. They know yep. who I am. I don't need to start with that to begin with. And it's, it's been something that I, you know, when I started teaching video to people, uh, you know, six or seven years ago, it would be, hey, I'm Angus here yep. from Life Chiropractic in Port Melbourne, an introduction, and then an intro bumper, and then the body, and then a call to action, and then an outro bumper there now. But as we've sped up and I've seen that that five minute needs to be compressed down to 60 seconds, let's leave yep. the bumpers out, man. Just, we don't need them. Yeah. And, and let's only the closing bumper. Yeah. The yes. opening bumper is the, is the worst mistake because if people see an opening bumper, they're going to scroll right past you. Yes. Yeah. Totally. I totally get it there too. Is it important? So if I'm understanding right, we've got our why videos about our values, how's we're teaching somebody to do something, adding value to them as well. And then finally yep. our what, which is a call to action. They yep. need to run in that sequence. If I'm understanding correctly, we need yep. to set them up. So somebody sees the why before the what, before the how. Sorry, the what. Yeah, great. And is that something that we will need to set our campaigns up that way? So funnel yes. through there? Or is there a way that we can dump all of those videos just into Facebook and Facebook? All oh, right? yeah. Yeah. You, you can dump all of them into Facebook. You can load them up all at once. So what we'd like to start with is three why, three how, and three what. So why are we doing three? Because odds are when you're starting out with video, you suck. So we need lots of practice. Yes. And some people say, but I want to do 10. Yeah, great. Do 10, 10, and 10. But I want to start with three 
because you're going to start boosting those on Facebook for a dollar a day. And you're going to find that of the videos you put out there, about one in every 10 will become a winner. And when you have a winner, you're going to put more money against it. So let's say you create nine initial videos, three, three, and three. And some of them are 15 seconds. Some of them are a little longer. Some of them were just kind of, you know, it was dark outside. The lighting wasn't very good. Who knows, mm -hmm. right? You're just getting it out there, not trying to judge yourself. You just got to get the first iteration out there. Lots of practice, right? And you put a dollar a day for a week against each one of them. So you've spent $7 on each of them. So now you spent $63, right? Yep. Well, of those, a couple of those are going to be good. And you're going to say, wow, I'm going to put a, I'm going to extend that and put a dollar a day for 30 days against those winners. And the ones that didn't win, I'm because they're going to automatically expire after seven days. Cause I only put a dollar a day for seven days and Australian dollars. That's not even as much money. That's something you'd easily do. Then, no, it's not much at all. And then, uh, you know, maybe I'm putting $2 a day, <laughs> but then of the ones that didn't work. And when I say work, I mean, what is your, cost per through play, which is a 15 second view. I want to get that cost per through play. Uh, by the way, in the last month, we've seen a lot of Kairos get their cost per through play under a penny, wow. which I have not seen since 2013. Yeah. Okay. Cause of this cold, you know, the whole coronavirus thing and all that has caused so many people to be online and, and the conversely, there's fewer people that are advertising that because of supply and demand, it's made the traffic really cheap. Mm. So it's easy to build connections, especially at the why and the how layer. So we see a ton of Kairos getting penny through play. So if, if, it's, if it's a penny or better, then I'm going, that, that's a winner. Mm. I'm going to put more money against it. And then I'm going to keep making more videos. I'm not just going to stop. I'm going to continue every week, every day. Like, you know, maybe I have an idea. I'm out walking. I get, you know, some idea struck me. I'm going to make that video right there on the spot. Because if I try to make it tomorrow, I'm not going to remember. I'm going to lose the passion of whatever that you know the spark was at the moment and i'm just gonna make a 15 second or 60 second video right on the spot and i'm gonna keep putting it out there i'm gonna keep boosting it and after a couple months i'll have five or six of these winners maybe even 10 of these winners if you're prolific mm -hmm. gary vaynerchuk says you should make 60 per day i think that's a little ridiculous if you're gary vaynerchuk you can do that but if you're normal like us you just make a few per day yes. it only takes you two minutes i don't care how busy you are and overwhelmed you are how long will it take you to make just three or four 15 second or one minute videos each day. Yeah, look, it's, it's less than five minutes. Is there, is there any kind of, you know, I don't care how busy you are. Is there any excuse you can't do that? Not a good one. Plenty of excuses, but none of them right. good. Right. So just every day, don't put it off till tomorrow. Oh, I don't like my hair. Or I'm tired right now. Or, you know, I'm, I, need this, I need to do this other thing. Or, just, or I'm in a bad mood. You know what? Sometimes the bad mood ones are the best because mm. people can really identify with you. Because it's very authentic, like you said. Yes. So when you put these little videos out here and you start boosting, a pattern will start to emerge. Why? Because remember the algorithm? We said the algorithm's figuring out what's going on. The algorithm's figuring out what people in your community like. It's figuring out what kind of content of yours resonates. So maybe it's men with you know, migraines or athletes that are now trying to be able to play tennis again. Like Whatever it is, the system will start to reveal to you what that is, but you have to put in those ingredients into why, how, and what. If you don't, then if you will, the chef is the algorithm, okay? The chef is not going to be able to cook with your ingredients if you don't organize them into why, how, and what. You're going to put them all out there, allow the chef to then figure out which things come in the combination on all your ads, especially on Facebook, because you're just boosting to the local area. Mm. So if, if you take your city, and you take a five mile, six mile radius, that might only be 10,000 people or something like that. Yes. So you're just gonna take everything in your three by three grid and just boost them all to your city. You're gonna run them all against that exact, exact same target. Then as you start to find winners, you can create remarketing audiences and put all of your whys into one bucket. Put all of your hows into another bucket and put all of your whats into another bucket and then you can start to force people through these different sequences. And that's when remarketing, that's when digital plumbing, like what Jake specializes in, comes yes. into play. But initially, you just want to get it out there. You're not worrying about retargeting because you don't even have an audience to retarget against. Got it. Until there's data flowing, there's no retargeting. to Unless you have enough people come to your website, there's no retargeting that's possible.
Love it. Got so phase one of this really is, is us creating our videos, us putting them out there, finding our winners, seeing what kind of works, and then doubling down on those. And then it might be, what would our time frame be before we start to kind of organize them into those kind of buckets where we're forcing somebody through those? Is that a 10, 12 weeks? Is it a month? Usually six to eight weeks. Six to eight weeks. It, but I don't want people to get hung up on a particular time frame. We've seen people emerge from this with winners and it, in a matter of two weeks or three weeks because they're diligent and they're good on video or, you know, whatever it is. And we've seen some people it's taken them four or five months to eventually get there. Maybe because they didn't put in much time or they just, whatever they're, they're, they're living in a, they're working in a, in a highly populated area like New York city where there's more competition or it's a seasonal kind of business or there's other things that affect it. But usually it's about six weeks because that gives you enough time to make a few videos every day and be able to test. And then as you're testing, it's not because you're making a lot of videos, although that does help you become better. It's because as you're doing that, the algorithm's learning who you are and you're learning what videos are resonating, which then you'll make more, like whatever's working, you're, you should be making more of those kinds of videos. Mm-hmm. If the kind of videos that's, that seem to be working, let's say for you, Angus, are when you're doing workouts outside, for some reason, why is that working? Well, start making more of those videos. Yes. If there's videos where you have the skeleton or you have some kind of device or procedure that you're demonstrating in the office or on the table and those are working, then make more of those, right? Or maybe there's a topic that's working because there's women that, you know, uh, after pregnancy, you know, here's exercises that you help them recover. Like maybe that's what it is. Like whatever that, that topic is, make more against that topic. But in the first couple of weeks, the system will start to tell you what's working. You've got to figure out, is it the topic? Is it because of where you're filming it? Is it because of how you're filming it? Is it because of who you're filming it with? So maybe that personal trainer you have, maybe your wife, maybe, like, maybe it's some, uh, an assistant in your office. Maybe it's a particular mm-hmm. patient that's just, they're charismatic and they just resonate with people. You need to figure out what it is that the system will tell you, but you need to figure out what that is and then start making more of the same thing. Mm. See what what I'm saying? Totally. I feel like my uh, exercises that I do with Jim, my personal trainer, because he's very handsome. My wife tells me that all the time when we're working out with Jim. So uh, (laughs) it might well be that I'm just shooting all of my videos just with Jim in the background doing something there as as well. I but Angus, go behind the scenes too. So, so let's say the gym is handsome, right? And maybe you have, you have a lot of females that they just like watching videos of gym and there's nothing wrong with that. But also go behind the scenes and have a fun little video where your wife says, I love having Jim over because he's more handsome. No offense to you, Angus. <laughs> just little things like that, just to show behind the scenes moments where you're, you're showing the levity and you're showing the relationships that you have. Don't just feature Jim. Yes. Feature the reactions, feature how you feel, feature the context. I love it. I, I, I've, it's interesting because as I've mentioned to you beforehand, I've been following this structure that you've been teaching for a long time, your three by three video grid. And I've got some real kind of further clarity in around it also. I want to see if I can kind of sum this up a little bit for our listeners at the moment and then perhaps give them um, some resources where they can find out more yeah. about this. Would, would, would I be right in saying, gang, start making some videos. Let's push the excuses mm-hmm. to the side. All you need is your mobile device there. And right. don't worry about fancy haircuts or anything like that. Don't worry about mm-hmm. production value. These are 15 to 30, 15 to 60 second videos. We're focusing first on why videos, which are just what's important to you. What are your values? Maybe start to think about a couple of those signature stories. How videos, how to do something. They don't even necessarily need to be about how to stretch your shoulders, you know, how to eat a certain way there too, but how content actually telling somebody to do that. And then finally, making mm-hmm. some what videos where you're inviting them into the practice. And I love that kind of X, Y, Z uh, as, as well we talked about. So you might want to rewind back to that phase as well. Is that a fair, and I know that we've, I've just summarized almost 55 minutes into kind of less than a minute there as well. Would there be anything else that you would want to kind of double tap on there, Dennis, as well? So what happens as you're producing more and more content? And initially you start with nine and now you're at 20 and now you're at 50 and you're investing time and money, but you don't have tracking in place and you don't understand what's winning or not. And you're kind of blind, right? 
The other piece that we didn't really go into detail on is the tracking. Yes. But the chicken and the egg is that until you have some momentum, until you have some videos, until you're feeding the algorithm, there's nothing to measure, right? So the measurement, the analytics, the optimization is absolutely critical if you're driving the traffic and you're boosting the posts and you're running ads on Google and you're showing up in the local search results and you have customers who are giving you feedback and you're getting more reviews. So the next phase from that is you need to hire someone like Jake Campoli to implement your digital plumbing for $200. And then that's going to give you visibility into what's working and will help you optimize. Otherwise you're just going to be shooting arrows in the dark. Yeah. Love it. Got it. And I feel like, um, Jake, we might have to have you back for another episode and give a bit of an outline of some digital plumbing as, as well. So given that I only kind of asked you for an hour of your time or 45 minutes of your time, Dennis, and I've already gone well over that um, as well. If our audience wants to learn a little bit more um, about what we've spoken about today, Dennis, what's the best next steps for them to take? So we have a training program and it's called teamblitznation.com. Yes. And it has all of our courses, 48 courses. And I think, Angus, you've seen there is a ton of material that we have. Yes. And right now, if you're in a situation where you financially cannot afford our training, then we will give it to you for free, no strings attached. Mm. Just because we understand that this is a pay it forward kind of time. And it, you know, whether you believe in karma or the law of reciprocity or the secret or what have you, that when you help people in a time of need, it will come back. So if you send an email to operations at blitzmetrics.com with the subject line, we love Angus, <laughs> and you tell us your goal, we will give you access to all of our training, videos, guides. Angus, you've seen this stuff. We've been producing this stuff for years. Uh, it's, it's stunningly generous. It's, if if your mind has been partially blown from today and then you're wanting to kind of get more into this, um, then I want to encourage you guys. The, the, the content is, is terrific. And um, believe me, it's, this is an incredibly generous offer. So thank you. It's amazing. Yeah. And we charge a lot of money for this, but right now, if you just need a little bit of help, because I understand, because you know, if your office is closed and you can't be making, you can't make money, but you still have to invest money to make money. That's a chicken and the egg. I want to help you succeed there. We have an academy where thousands of other local service businesses have come through and use these fundamentals. This is not a hack. This is not a trick. This is not some new idea that's you know, going to get you in trouble. These are fundamentals that you need in your practice. I want to see you implement them. And we're giving you all that training for free. If you want implementation and you want Jake or me or one of the other people that are certified to actually help you do that on top of the training, we do offer packages too. Yeah, wonderful. So that was operations at blitzmetrics.com. I'll make sure I have these in the show notes there as well. Um, and then your subject line was, I love Angus. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> we love <laughs> Angus. I love Angus. I was going to say, I love Angus steak. That I, did, but I, correct. Love, I love butter chicken too. Yes. Any one of those will work. Even I love Dennis. I love Jake. Any of those will kind of work as well. Angus. Say Angus so we know it, that, that you are in Angus's community. And then it comes from me as well. I'm going to encourage all of our listeners to make sure that they take up Dennis on this incredibly generous offer. Uh, I've been kind of um, working through some of this uh, stuff over the last month or so and have been blown away by it as, as well. Um, Dennis, on, on behalf of my audience uh, and the Marketing of Practice podcast, so I, I want to, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for your generosity. Um, thank you. Not only on what you've just extended to us now, but as I said in my introduction, just how moved I am that when I'm looking for what your mission is, is it's about, you know, I see the work that you're doing with underprivileged youth. I see the work that you're doing with our returning vets. Um, I'm so moved by it. I, I, I get a little choked up just thinking about it now. And you've, you know, you've spoken on all of the stages. Uh, you continue to give generously here. I'm, I'm mumbling my words now, but really what I want to just say is thank you, uh, thank you for all that you continue to do. I appreciate your generosity there too. So 
gang, please take Dennis up on his offer. Um, please uh, find out Jake as well, uh, sort him out there as well. And if you want to help with implementation, these guys are at the very pointy end of what's great with regards to all of it. Um, thank you so much. Any final words? You know what matters? I'm a math guy, right? <clears throat> and I've always been a measurement engineering sort of person. And what I've heard mentors of mine who were way more successful than me say is that the best things in life are free, but the second best are really expensive. Like <laughs> and, stuff. and thus, I say that jokingly, but what matters to me, I, I made my first million dollars when I was 25. That was 20 years ago. Mm. And I thought that was what it was. And that really didn't really do very much for me. I thought I was going to be rich. And I thought that it really didn't do anything. It was just a number in the bank account. Mm. What matters to me is when I see people's lives changed. So when I see small businesses that are struggling because of something that is just fundamentally fixable, that we can follow a recipe to fix, that makes me feel good. And it also breaks my heart to see them struggling. Mm. At the same time, if I know that we can help out chiropractors and PTs and dentists and orthodontists be able to improve their business through practices that, are, that just work, it's like a recipe for chocolate chip cookies, mm. follow the recipe, you have the right ingredients, it will work, right? If we know we can help them, and at the same time, we're creating jobs for amazing people like Jake Campoli and hundreds of people that are like Jake that are starting their digital marketing agencies. But based on these principles and practices, think about how awesome that is because you're helping local economy. You're helping local service businesses and you're creating jobs at the same time. You know, the universities, I'm not hating on the universities, but the universities have trouble bringing both sides together because you get that degree, that diploma, and it doesn't result in a direct job. What I'd love yeah. to do is work with other people who connect both sides of that. And that's the reason I'm doing this. I've lost several million dollars doing this. I don't make any money at all. I lose money doing this because this is what matters to me. Mm. Yeah. Look, it, it, it comes through. So Jake, thank you. Dennis, thank you both. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy your dinner, your barbecue you're about to kind of have. I feel a little bit jealous about that. I've got my workout first and then maybe I've kind of earned myself some uh, barbecue after that as, as well. So guys, thanks so much from the Thank bottom you. of my heart all the way down here in Aussie. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one -on -one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now, you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.